Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Although before we begin officially, or uh, let this be the official opening, I suppose, um, I just finished a 60-hour work week, so... Super. So I'm going to just um, take my dollar store novelty wine glass and. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I just read it. <laughs> and. Uh, I live in y'all. I only have one of that. Um, welcome, 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 friends. Welcome. How are we doing? Just fine. I, I've just That's informed y'all how I'm doing. Um, maybe I should have pulled this up on my phone, but oh well. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, Brooks, you have quite the story for us to kick off the podcast. You did your big Ragnar relay over the weekend. I did. I really did. <laughs> 200 miles across New Hampshire. I'm amazed. Which, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, people get really into it, like decorate vans, and they have like themes and costumes. And um, our team, without coordination, independently, two people brought inflatable dinosaur costumes. Beautiful. So they were wearing them around at different points and kind of reached celebrity status because everyone was taking pictures and asking to take pictures. Um, and I have some of the, the best videos. I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard, but we were doing a photo shoot on the beach um, after we had finished the relay, and I had just finished running, so my COVID lungs were being a little, eh. So I thought I was going to die, because I was laughing too hard. Oh, cute. But, Super cute. Yeah, but it was fun, because uh, we uh, we ran in the mountains. The Tyrol Mountains. My first leg that that steep that went on for two miles. That does sound intense. Yep. So did you run two eight and a half mile legs, I'm assuming, or something like that? No, I had four legs. Okay. Um, technically, you're only that supposed to do very three. Manageable. That, that seems manageable. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to do three, but um, okay. we were missing a person. And so I was like, I'll take an extra leg. Sorry. <laughs> nobody, else, nobody else took extra legs but me. They were like, oh, we'll just skip them. <laughs> okay. Okay, bitches. But it was, it was uh, 20 miles total between the four. Yay, good yeah. job. Yeah, because it was like a, a seven, a five, and then two fours. Yeah. It was uh, it was a lot, and I ran the final leg, 
So I was the person that, like, you know, brought it home. You were the anchor. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, not knowing that the last half mile was on the beach. Mm-hmm. So, like, deep, dry sand. Oh, yeah. That you just sink into and your feet are sliding. At that point, that's my 20th mile in a day and a half. And so... I have nothing left in the tank at that point, and there's, like, hundreds of people down the beach at the finish line watching me struggle, which is just watching me, like, literally staring at me. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to double up the sand out of my shoes. Cute. How close did you get to the water? Because I love running on the beach, but, but one, obviously not after running all that, all that time, but also when the, like, when the tide is out and you can run on that, like, firmer, more spongy sand. Like, like how close could you get to the water to make it a little more bearable you know that never occurred to me because i was just following other people's footprints ahead of me okay that's okay. valid <laughs> well, it should be pointed out this wasn't just like oh you ran 20 miles but yeah. we didn't sleep for like two days and we were also subsisting on trail mix and protein bars uh and you know no showers for a couple of days so just feeling so grody and I am, so, I am, like, genuinely sad that I was not able to just, like, come along for the ride on this one as I had originally been planning because, again, you're kind of suffering, but it also looks like a blast. Oh my god, it was freaking amazing. I was already planning the next one on the drive home. Oh my god, hell yes, queen. New England, end of May. As is your god-given right. Yeah, I it's there this time. It starts in a little seaside town in Connecticut, goes through Rhode Island, and ends on the beach in Massachusetts. Which beach? Be there. I forget offhand. I'd have to look. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if it's the South Shore or the North Shore? I'm assuming the South Shore, right? Yes. Okay. I know I looked at the map, but I already forget. No, no, no. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah, but it was incredible. And I didn't injure myself. Um, there's a high likelihood I'm going to lose at least one toenail. Because that happens. Um, it's completely bruised underneath. It's very purple. <laughs> but, you know, I survived it. Yeah. It fun. If only there was some, like, triathlon thing that you could do with a group. Because I could do the biking section. Yeah. One of you could run, and then one of you just has to get good at swimming. I used to swim on a swim team when I was younger. There we go. There we go. I we my high school. Yeah. We need my to high school team stopped being a thing the year I started high school, and I was like, um, excuse me. We need to find that for the three of us. That'd be fun. Yeah, there were pe some people that brought drivers along, so. That brought what? That just brought drivers along because we yeah. were so deprived and exhausted most of the time. I that... am here for, like, I, yes, let me chauffeur around a bunch of people like it's summer camp. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like... I want to do that. That sounds so much fun. Yeah. It was amazing. 10 out of 10. Fully recommend. I will I will be along for the ride on the next one, I promise. Um, Zach. You Snapchatted me in real time as this was occurring, but I never mm. really got any details, and that was kind of on purpose, because as soon as you sent me that first Snapchat, I was like, oh... This is going to be a great roundtable discussion. No, so by the time tell I tell everyone what you did the other night. By the time I had sent it to you, it had already been done. 
And I um, said, and I, I get, well, we will tell you what it is. But I did say, as soon as I received this Snapchat, I was like, I know that there is nothing I can tell you that is going to change the course of events. Yep. So just nope. keep me updated. Yep. So <laughs> anyway, I have a, is it sadistic or masochist where like you inflict pain on yourself? Which one's the one? Masochist, I believe. Masoch yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I have a masochistic relationship with disgusting Pop Tart flavors. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> I know they're going to be awful, but that's why I need them. Mm -hmm. So the last time, oh, sorry. Her? The, yes, the last time around. Sniffs. Sniffs. Thank you. She declines to sniff. She declines to sniff. Incredibly rude, I miss her so I much. I love her. Are you going to lay down? Lay down. <laughs> she She's said I'm going not going deaf or just <laughs> listening incredibly selectively in her old age. I, I really don't I can't, know which. I can't hear you. Where can I? What? Do. Are you both? <laughs> what? We're not messing with you. That's what yeah. you're thinking. Literally Hello? cannot hear you. Wait, what the fuck? <gasps> <laughs> it's like a silent movie. It's happening. There oh, it is. There it is. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were messing with me because I was making jokes about my dog being deaf or selectively listening. <laughs> well, that part we did not hear. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> I think this is so coordinated. You both just decided to do this to me. Yeah, no, we've been texting, like, on the side. Yeah. Like, on that the count of three. That doesn't shock me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she is going deaf or just listening selectively in her old age. I feel or like both. it might be a mixture of both at this point. So, I don't know. But yes, Zach, your masochistic relationship with Pop-Tart flavors. With this, yes. Are they so early, but maybe episode title? Very possible. Very possible. <laughs> So the last time around, I really didn't think it could be topped because I got ego flavor. Oh yeah, it was as disgusting as it sounded. But this time, I found Boston cream flavored pop tarts that where like the filling was supposed to be the cream, and the egos were worse. I'll okay. say that. Uh, yes, the egos were definitely worse. It because. The flavors don't translate as well to the extent that an ego has like flavor, but mm -hmm. um, still, just like I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm not creative enough to describe how terrible it is. And the worst part is, I'm going to finish them. <laughs> There's four in a box. I've had three already. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to finish the last one. I finished the Eggos, and the next time that they do, like, I can't even think of a disgusting, but still plausible. They were, like, pumpkin pie ones. They do a lot of pie, I feel like. And and, and pumpkin pie, I could actually see working. I have a, a weird little... relationship with the flavor of pumpkin. Like, I enjoy all of this, like, in the sense of, like, a pumpkin spice, I enjoy all the spices that go into making for example, a pumpkin pie. Very, very big fall vibes. Huge fan. The flavor of actual pumpkin. Ugh. 
pumpkin pie spices are just chai. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Pretty much the exact same thing. So, like, I am incredibly, incredibly here for that. Yeah, so calling something pumpkin spice has nothing to do with pumpkins at all, which is so weird. Then whatever. Um... Yeah, I'm sure there's some the psychos over at the Pop-Tart Corporation are cooking up something. It's so easy to sell me anything. Also, same with Oreos. What what they are doing with Oreos, horrifying. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. Oh, I'm I'm so here for it. The the the, the Oreos actually it translates well. Like the flavors that they have for Oreos. That actually is good. Interesting. It's, yeah. I- I buy every single new flavor of Oreo. I know, I've witnessed this several times. Often to my, like, total just befuddlement. The, Which... The, the, sorry, oh. I was, was going to say, the only Oreo I've tried that I did not like was, like, the Mega stuff. That was just too much. It's I like, it was like, And I, I get beef for this in my family, and frankly, this is a great discussion to stumble upon. Any form of, like, sandwich cookie where they give you the, like, double stuff option, I don't like that. Like, the double stuff, like, EL fudge cookies, too much. The ratio is off. I don't like it. Interesting. There was, there was, double. Fascinating. There was, like, a civil suit filed against Oreo because they found that the double stuff was only, like, 1.7 times the regular stuff. (laughs) That's fantastic. It was... It was kind of like like when Subway was sued because their footlongs were eleven inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly, like I most of the time find that like if you like double the amount of like cream you put between sandwich cookies, it's too much. I don't like it. The ratios are all off. Yeah. It doesn't feel right to me. But maybe that's what? just the the adult in me speaking. What if you did double stuff, but then you put two of the crackers on either side to balance it out? Interesting. Because I feel like like eight-year-old Bridget was all about like as much of the Oreo cream as you can physically get. Now I'm like, yeah. no. There needs to be a balance. Maturity. Yes. <laughs> or, I don't know. I like to pretend it is. I mean, I'm still out, I, I'm still out here eating I Oreos. Eat, I eat my Oreos like a goddamn adult. Mm-hmm precisely <laughs> yes with the crunch as one should you don't um, think i want yeah so that was a fun little just journey that you went on and i'm glad that i got to witness it like at least from my perspective in real time regardless of whether or not it had already happened because i was getting what as far as i knew were live updates yeah yeah no i was like but the thing is you're absolutely right you're like there's nothing i can do to talk you out of this and i was like yeah. There is not. There is not. And I was like, all right, Godspeed. There is, there is simply not. <laughs> and honestly, I'm kind of glad that I didn't talk. Like, I didn't even have technically the opportunity to talk you out of it because now we have yeah. this. Yeah. Which I'm now a fan of. Now we have a podcast. Um, yeah. So my little sort of anecdote thing, I already sent this to you guys probably in both group chats at this point because this was news to me. Um, apparently, there are some much uh much more much stronger than usual rumors of an impending shutdown of the website fanfiction.net because their like domain is expiring or like the like they i guess the people who run the website they haven't been updating the like 
the Twitter for the account for the website, the Twitter account hasn't updated in like a year at this point. If you're in line, stay in line. Um, actually, no. My genuine like PSA to anyone who might be watching this episode and who does read fan fiction, especially for older fandoms like the X Files, if you have anything you like on that website, go download it now. Because oh like, my god, is this like the fan fiction version of like the Run on the Banks during the no, Great actually Depression? for real, and like not to get too like nerdy about like preservation of fan culture but when sites like angel fire have gone down before like decades of things that people like that people wrote and worked hard on just disappeared so if you have anything you if you have ever published anything on fanfiction.net if you have anything you like on fanfiction.net go download it now because apparently they have turned down ao3's like offers to back up their archive several times Possibly because there's beef, I don't know. But, like, they are, like, it seems that they are making the choice that if they're going to go down, they're going to go down and they're not going to accept any, like, they're not going to let themselves be bailed out of it, is what it looks like. So, if you're, like, especially, especially like, X-Files people, go save stuff. Go save it now. Is fanfiction beef a real thing? Oh, God, absolutely. I love that. That, that actually makes me so happy. No, it's I'm just... like, oh my god. <laughs> As a like, Tumblr veteran. So, the chess world has kind of its own equivalent. Mm -hmm. There's two major chess websites, and the um, diehard users of both of them are constantly going at it at Twitter, on Twitter. So, I understand, but that doesn't mean it's not funny when I see it other places. Of course. Because, like, when I see it somewhere else, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But then I'm like, chess.com overly chess always. And I'll fight people on that. Yeah, the only... Hmm. I don't have beef with fanfiction.net. I think AO3 is superior. But FFN, like, is in some cases the only place to go for the good stuff. For example, the X-Files. Because that, like, like, the X-Files kind of, like created the notion of the online fanfiction archive as we know it and ffn was one of the early ones so like that's just where all the x-files stuff is and i would really hate to lose that because that's like a really interesting part of media history in the way that like you know fan content moved online like with that show specifically so Again, my PSA, go save anything you have on there, whether it's your bookmarks or your own published works, go save it. Um, Can we make, like, a podcast topic at some point? Like, like, like groups that have beef with each other that's just kind of funny? Oh, 100%. There's a whole subreddit called r slash hobby drama. We could totally Perfect. find Perfect. things from there and, like, discuss them. Because, like, the beef that goes down in, like, the smallest of communities is incredible like i'm i have like genuinely like sat at my desktop just scrolling through like the best of posts from that subreddit like just with snacks it's wonderful like we will actually like that honestly might be a thing we do next episode now that i'm thinking about it we will pick something from r slash hobby drama and like take sides and discuss 
I saw some tweet that was like, I don't really care about like celebrity beef. I just want to know why why the people at Starbucks don't like each I other. I want to know why the night shift employees yes. at Kohl's are yes. mad at each other. Yeah, yeah, that was, I think that got shared in one of our meme reviews. It probably like, did. One of the first yeah. or second ones we ever did with the three of us. And like, no, honestly, like <clears throat> niche hobby beef, fandom beef, and like small town beef. Ugh immaculate i just love when like two small colleges that nobody's ever heard of like are going at it oh and they like they hate each other yeah and like yeah. The very small communities of people that go to those two small colleges are like mm-hmm. ride or die yeah i absolutely love it it's so entertaining to see from the outside or like oh, i think this was an episode that i did with either maddie or emily and it was with, it was with emily because it was both meredith brothers and they were talking about how these these two towns in the UK that have this huge beef as to whether or not you put the cream or the jam on the scone first. And that just made me think of that. Like, you know, small town beef. Did you, I know this isn't like 100% related, but I, I know a sense, I know Bridget saw it, Brooks may not have, but like the CEO of Beyond, <laughs> the Beyond Meat, arrested Meat guy has and how the post was like, was like CEO has beef with guy in parking lot. They saw their opportunity. They, they saw their chance. And they took it. And they went for As it. Should have. No, like, honestly, like, like whoever, I would be so ashamed if they didn't do that. Whatever intern came up with that headline, I hope you get hired for real. I hope yeah. if you're already hired, they promote you. I hope you get a raise. I hope you get everything good that's coming to you in life. I feel like that headline just blew up so much. And there's like the small conspiracy like lizard part of my brain is like do we think he he did it on purpose for publicity for the company? <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of funny. Like, it like is funny that you mentioned conspiracy lizard brain because that is one of the topics we have scheduled for tonight. But we'll get to that. Is it? Oh yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. Boom! Synchronicities. I'm gonna have my Henry Zabrowski moment tonight when we get to our conspiracy theory, but all in good time anyway were you, did you have anything else to say about the beyond meat ceo having beef and apparently i think biting somebody's nose off he bit someone's nose in a, in, in like a walmart parking lot in arkansas <laughs> like the, the most random string of words <laughs> it just makes me so happy <laughs> no it's good it's good i really like it <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Um, okay, unless we have anything else to say on that, or on anything tangential, or on, frankly, anything at all. Um, Brooks, I believe you put the next question in the document, which I'm kind of excited to discuss, because as a person who has my, uh, who now has my first apartment, I don't really have a ton of thoughts about this yet. Oh, I was like, I don't remember what the next one is. <laughs> I mean, let me the document. Go for it. Share with the class. You came up with it anyway. Right. Oh, yes. Yes, because <clears throat> I have feelings about this. Fantastic. I love when we have feelings. Hit me with it. Not definite ones, but strong ones. Alright. <laughs> My parents. They like to redecorate. Probably, so I like, 
fully moved out of my parents' house. Here is this. It's 2022, Bessie. <laughs> 14 years ago. And uh, just in that period of time, they probably redecorated the bathroom like five times. Was and when I said times a white person's seashell bathroom? That was the one before the current one. <laughs> How did I know? I like a seashell bathroom. It's a beach theme. Yep. The one yep. Yeah. But when I'm saying redecorating, I'm talking like, you know, painting the walls. They put up like border around the top, with like that matches the theme. They do like new rugs and towels and and all of that. Um, they've redone the tile multiple times. They just replaced like the whole shower and sink and toilet and everything. Um, but basically, like they redecorate rooms a lot, seemingly to me. Okay, here's the thing. And I just don't get it. Like once I get a room looking like I want it to look, unless the things in that room get broken or worn out, I'm just gonna leave it like that. I yeah. think my parents have redecorated the upstairs bathroom twice in my lifetime i am 24 years old the downstairs bathroom once formally and then there was like a sort of halfway renovation done like eight years ago ish maybe and they are just now redoing the kitchen and the flooring which is why i have piper here um, we got new, we've gotten like new couches and stuff maybe once or twice in my lifetime, depending on the room that you're talking about. Because when we updated the couch, like all the furniture in the like formal, like quote unquote living room, everything, we have like a kind of like mud room type thing that my sister and I have just called, like everyone just calls it the TV room because there's another TV in there and whatever. So everything that was in the living room, like the things that were new or, like, that we had gotten for that, just went to the TV room. So, like, only one of those was a big formal acquisition of new furniture. Mm -hmm. The, like, dining table and chair set at my house is one of those, like, one of those honestly really nice ones that people would buy, and it's just like, this, like, this is it. You buy the, like, so that's, like, nice, that has never gone. We've gotten a new rug in the dining room maybe twice. I now have the old kitchen table from my parents' house because they're getting an island put in. And we took down the, like, I don't even know how many years ago it was at this point, but the carpets and the wallpaper that my parents had put in when they bought the house got redone. And, like, that's it. Like, there have been a couple periodic, somewhat large renovations over my entire lifetime. And, like, each room has only had, like, one... Like, each room slash section of the house has only had one or two. And again, I'm 24 years old, so, like, they have been pretty spaced out. So, I'm gonna say the amount that you are talking about sounds excessive to me personally. Especially because we just had... Like, just the most hideous of 90s couches for the longest time. And the sad thing is, is that it was a really solid piece of furniture. Like, my mom, like, picked out the upholstery and everything, and it was, like, structurally still in fantastic shape after, like, years. 
it was just fugly. <laughs> it just got fugly. As as trends changed. Um, so yeah, change I don't really have opinions. Yeah, I mean, they don't change the big things like furniture often, like couches and stuff like that. It's more like rugs and wall decorations, a lot of painting. Like, and I've had the same, well, I have like three duvets for my bed that I just kind of rotate it at random. Um, but like, they have a new bread spread like once a year. My sister is a little closer to that. She has definitely gotten more new bedspreads than I have like literally ever. But again, I feel like that's just like that. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. That's kind of just a personal choice thing. It's not like a renovation, quote unquote, or like redecorating. It's redecorating because then they have to change the room to match the. <laughs> oh, see, my sister has a very neutral room, so she can kind of just change the bedspread out, like however she feels like. She's a very minimalist oh, personal yeah. aesthetic that I simply do not understand. But you know, whatever. That's why I've always loved this color, which is just like neon beige. Like you can put almost whatever you want in it and it'll work. No, literally when I moved here, my dad was like, you could like, you know, if you're going to be here for like, you're planning on being here for a while. So like, honestly, yeah, you could repaint the walls if you wanted to just know that you would have to paint them again before you moved out. I'm like, I'm not painting them because this goes with everything. Like absolutely no way I'm doing that. I'll just, I'll just, like, I'll just cover it with all my posters and all my fun stuff and keep the wall neutral. Because then, like, if I do decide to ever, like, you know, because most of the furniture I have is, like, stuff that people were getting rid of and have given to me. So, like, if I ever, like, if I am here long enough to, like, actually buy my own furniture, the white walls are just going to go with everything. I'm just going to keep it like that. And if my, if my parents are getting a new, like, bedspread, that means repainting the walls, that means new matching curtains. I don't even you know, have like... curtains. I only because re- I only realized after I got home from last podcast that I was supposed to like see what curtains you had in your basement. Yeah, I remember that at one point too, but it was like a late point. Yep, <laughs> it was like That's when it dawned on me. I was like, oh, I got home. I got home to my curtainless apartment, and as I was hanging up one of the various Halloween garlands I've purchased because um, my mom was right. And all Halloween stuff is going on sale, so I'm just going absolutely ham and having a great time. But I was hanging up one of my fun little Halloween garlands that I purchased, and I was like, oh, I was supposed to get those curtains from Brooks. And it didn't happen, but that's okay. Yeah, but I mean, I put the question of how often you should redecorate in the document because, you know, I visit my parents like four times a year-ish, mm-hmm. and often... Every time I go back, one of the first things I do is look around to see what's changed. Love it. Uh, it's like a tradition. And so they start pointing out to me, like, oh, yeah, we got this new painting or this new rug or whatever. And every time I, I see them, I'm like, didn't you just get a new rug for the living room? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, we had that other one for years. And, it, and by years, they meant, like, two years. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> it's like... plural, but, like... I mean, technically, it... yeah, technically it is plural. <laughs> yeah which but they act like i'm crazy for it like even mentioning it they're like we had it for years like that is like of, was, i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna take your side here and say that it's kind of odd frankly like again i haven't i've owned this place for what like not even owned i have lived in this place for what two three months ish 
I really have not formed opinions on this, but um, personally, I think the first redecoration that my parents, like the first big redecoration of our house that my parents did was long overdue because our house had big 90s vibes for a fair bit of the 2000s. So I'm just going to say whenever you're like entire house becomes like conspicuously outdated like if it's like 2007 and you have an aggressively 1992 couch i would say yeah get on that again like assume if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That you like, you know, you have a house and are able to redecorate it and all this stuff. But, like, you know, all of that being kind of uh, spoken for, I would say get on that. Place furniture, if it's, like, not serving its purpose anymore for whatever reason, like, falling apart or, like, I had to get a bigger desk at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, the only room I've, like, redecorated is the bathroom, and that's just because after a while the towels and rugs get kind of... Yeah, and even my mom was kind of pissed that she, like, had to get rid of the aggressively 90s couch. Because, again, it was a very solid piece of furniture, but it had just, like, the the, the change in trends had made it 
fucking fugly. You could put one of those couch covers on it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it was also, like, yeah, she was annoyed to have to get rid of something that was, like, technically still quite serviceable. But also, she had had that house for well over a decade at the at this point and was like, all right, new furniture. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. I get that. But I just don't get it. I mean, like, I've lived in this place for seven years and I've added, like, some new things as I've gotten them, like my last podcast poster there. But I keep forgetting to send you a picture of mine. I have mine, like, with the exact same setup of, like, the ticket in the corner and the lanyard hanging on it. Yeah. Yeah, mine's right there. Yeah, but it's, like, but literally nothing else has moved or changed, really. Mm -hmm. Except, like, you can find... There's gotta be a page. There's... As soon as I find a picture of what my house used to look like, with specifically the aggressively 90s, like, floral patterned couch... I will send that to y'all because I need you to understand how fucking ugly this thing became because of the way that trends changed. Like, she was hideous. Absolutely love her, but like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I guess my hot take is when things start to become very visibly outdated. Yeah. Or no longer serve or, their yeah, purpose. For- no longer functioning. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, sometimes, like, my parents will come here, like, my stepdad will be like, so, anything different? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Literally not. Yep. <laughs> no. I, I have better uses for my energy. I still I like know. the things on my walls and, you know, all that. I like my couches. I'm good. That is very fair. Honestly, cannot blame you. I like your couches. I have napped on your couches many a time. They're um, almost too comfortable. They are dangerously comfortable. Yeah, I have. And the couch is so deep, yep. too. Like, it's more so than other couches, and the nice microfiber, and just... It, like, sucks you in. The pillowy arms on it. Can't get up. Couches. When I picked them out, my boyfriend at the time hated them, because he said they look like a dead elephant. Shut up. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Just because they're gray. I've also but... slept on those couches. I don't know why I forgot that. Oh, yeah. No, that couch is straight fire. No, it's, da- yeah. it's dangerous. I love her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love her. And for her. somebody like me, who, it does not take much to fall asleep. Like, I don't stand a chance. Sleepy bitch disease. <laughs> oh, I was fighting for my life. <laughs> my brother helped me move in the, the weekend I moved here, and I remember him sitting on the couch and laying his head back, and he was like, I hate your couch. It's too damn comfortable. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was about to pass out. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That is that is incredible. That is a very fair assessment. Have I told you guys a story about how I got my couch in my apartment? Oh, do tell. Speaking of, okay. So I was moving right, and for whatever reason, like the packing of the truck, because we only rented it for like twenty four hours, and packing it took way longer than we thought. Mm-hmm. So we didn't. So my dad and I did not arrive in DC until like. Well, in, in, you know, in Virginia until like 7 p.m. And unloading was taking a long time. And we went to bring the couch in and barely went through the first door. And by the time we got up the stairs to my door, it was not going through. Oh, no. 
So we unloaded the rest of, of the truck. We were, we were like, we were just going to leave it outside. And it, it was like late. Like we were out there for a long time, like two in the morning. And like, and like, finally we had everything except for this damn couch. And so we were like, okay, the only thing we can do is lift it, the two of us, over the balcony. <laughs> so, but also we didn't bring tools because you don't need tools to unpack. So we made, we left the couch out on the sidewalk and made like a 2.30 a.m. run to Walmart for tools and then to Burger King because we were starving, ate food, came back, took out the couch because it's a sleeper couch. You can't pick that, sh that is solid. Like we took everything out and then... I we like lifted it up against the balcony and then I was supposed to hold it while he ran upstairs to grab it and then he grabbed it and I ran upstairs to help him out but he didn't really have a grip and it was like slipping like he was seriously like about to drop my couch and then we pulled it over the balcony and then we fell asleep <laughs> at like three in the morning it was the worst night of my life <laughs> I mean at least at least it worked he was literally like his arms were like 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 oh no and fighting gravity oh, by no. like so bad. Yikes! Hey, you all made it. It worked out in the end. We did, and so we're hiring movers. We have that. Not going to do that again. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, on to my kind of Henry Zabrowski conspiracy theorist moment. The question I have for you two is do we believe the conspiracy theory that Princess Diana was killed by the royal family? Wait, can I first ask, this is Bridget, I'm so sorry, Brooks, did you listen to the most recent Pod Save America? When no. they had Oh, they had Tony Evers on, and they literally had to cut it off because Lovett kept talking about the Queen too much to, to Governor Tony Evers, and they were like, okay, we're going to end it here. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to the most recent Lovett, but... Yeah. <laughs> Similar vibes to you leaning over to me as we were waiting for the last podcast show to begin and going watch. I bet Henry comes out and calls the queen an old bitch. Five minutes later. Which it wasn't quite correct. It wasn't quite right. It was a little worse. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> I saw something that was like that was like that was like the queen asked for a like very small private funeral and they're like all right if you're trying to spite her <laughs> I saw that too Why are the funniest days on Twitter the days when like earth-shattering like historical events are occurring It's fantastic <laughs> And, like, oh I my feel God. like all of this stuff has to have been happening for every single historical event in history. We just didn't get to hear everyone's thoughts because we didn't have the internet. You just got to hear, like, mm -hmm. what your friend in ancient Mesopotamia had to say to you at the time. And, like, the internet was a mistake, but that's funny. Oh, the video of Charles working the rope line. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. I hate that man. I, do too. <laughs> like, I hate that man, and I'm going to say a lot about him in the things that I'm about to say regarding Princess Diana, but just starting poll, do we believe that Princess Diana's death was not an accident? 
I'll freely admit I don't know enough about it apart from the memes that came when it was like when it was like just all the memes about the queen dying and then like Princess Diana like kicking her out. Oh yeah, it was like Princess <laughs> Diana beating the queen's ass in the afterlife. The one Which, honestly, the I hope she is. I hope she is. The comet over Scotland and Northern Ireland <laughs> the queen's been rejected from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and like here's the thing i am sure that to your face the queen was a nice enough old lady but it is the institutions of colonialism and racism that she represented had the opportunity to make changes to and didn't so so i actually liked her i and i think that the perception i'm gonna get serious for a second oh, go for the, it. There is, there's a big distinction between the perception even amongst british people of the queen versus the royal family as an institution. People love the queen. They're kind of, not like all of them, but like there's a lot of them who are kind of over the institution of the royal family. And like she herself, I actually really like and, and respect her. The institution, Charles, n n no. Yeah, Absolutely. no. I and mean, here's the thing to be entirely fair to the queen, it's not like she could have chosen who her parents were. She didn't ask no. for it. And she, no, she was born into an empire. Like, you have no say in that. Yeah, you don't have any say in that. It's, again, I'm sure she was a perfectly nice old lady when you were interacting with her face to face. It's yeah. the institutions that she represented, stood for, could probably have made a more concentrated effort to change for the better in my personal opinion, that I am very much not a fan of. So, um... After the podcast, I'm not going to say here, but after the podcast, another funny story about, like, just legacies you have no control over. I'm not oh, going to... Yeah. Like, but but after, after we're done recording, don't okay, forget. Um... Yeah, do we, th like, again, just, I will go, I will, I will share my thoughts, but, like, what do you two think? <laughs> okay, lame. Zach? Yeah, the, like, sometimes I wish I could believe in a good conspiracy, but also I feel like so much would have had to gone right for the, it, it's the whole, like, it, it, it's, it's such a big factor in why like the 9-11 truthers don't have a base because because so many people have to be in on it and not fuck up and i feel like this is sort of along those vibes where like people would have had to all coordinate this but again like i said before i don't know enough about the history just instinctively i'd have to be boring and lean with no that's fair. Okay, here's the thing. I absolutely believe this conspiracy theory just because, like, the hell that the royal family put that woman through behind closed doors, I simply do, I, like, I cannot put it past them to be like, yeah, you know what? Like, to keep our name clean, to make ourselves look like, you know, to have this, to like, to close this chapter so that our nasty-ass son, who married a fucking child can make the most embarrassing voluntary downgrade in history, by the way. Marry that fucking hag Camilla. 
like, let's just close this chapter so we can move on with this. And the fact that their wedding was, like, on the an- the five-year anniversary of Diana's death, are you fucking kidding me? And, like, she was 19 when she, like, she had just turned 20 when she married that, like, 30-something-year-old man who met her when she was 16 and he was 29. Disgusting. When you are the Romanoff family just enjoying your dinner and Yurovsky gives you and the Yurovsky look. And Yurovsky gives you the look. No, I, like, I just, they're, not to be fucking Henry Zabrowski, but, um, qui bono. They, the royal family would benefit too much from getting rid of her especially at the point that they did when she was you know in publicly in a relationship with an egyptian man i just like i i'm i don't even know if i like off the top of my head can like reference any like airtight evidence but honestly buzzfeed unsolved does a very good episode on this like just like breaking down like hey these are the people who might like we don't know what happened, but these are the people who might have some points, and I will be linking that episode in the description, but, like, I... They would benefit too much, and it seems too coincidentally perfect that a year after, like, you know, this whole messy thing of her and Charles splitting, she's just gone. And even if it's not a conspiracy thing, the royal family fucking killed that woman. By putting her in the spotlight like that and having the paparazzi chasing after her. Like, the reason she wasn't wearing a seatbelt, which, like, probably would have, like, would probably would have saved her based on a lot of the, like, autopsy reports and, like, descriptions of the injuries that she had, was because she was trying to duck down away from paparazzi cameras. Nothing will change my mind about the fact that the royal family killed that woman in one way or another. I am a Princess Diana stan. I do not give a fuck. But there's no evidence for that at all. Whereas there is a mountain of evidence for the other side. Whatever, stop being a the most. The most I'd be willing to cede is that, like, yes, they they probably played a role indirectly, just in the way that they treated her and paraded her around. I, I will give you that. I, I don't think it was, like, an acute, targeted, like, surgical hit on her. I can't say that it wasn't, and that's enough for me. And again, maybe that just makes me, like, insane. But... Because you can't prove a negative. You can't prove a negative. Right. Unfortunately, Brooks, that is how my brain works. I'm sorry. I didn't ask to be like this. Yeah, no, I mean... And it wasn't... It wasn't just the paparazzi that led to the accident. He was drunk. And he was on multiple prescription drugs that you're not supposed to drink on. Sure. I mean, again, so, like, it's... And he was driving at high speeds, and yes, that was because of the paparazzi, but maybe he also wouldn't have crashed if he hadn't been drinking in the first place, and if they'd all been wearing their seatbelts. None of them were. Again, possible. There are many possibilities. I... They would benefit the too much. Conspiracy theories have been investigated, actually, by various government agencies oh, over no, the years. I know. I know they have. I just... There's... And I know it's the phenomenon of, like... You want big events to have big causes. I can't remember the exact name for it right now. Mm-hmm. I know it's that. I just. It's I like. Know, it's like it's the episode of Psych. It's like the episode of Psych where they think that it, that it might be aliens. So Sean and Gus have to deal if one of them starts to say it's aliens. They flick each other in the ear. 
I don't know. They take advantage of a little too liberally. <laughs> like maybe that maybe that is pointing to some sort of personal weakness in, you know, my ability to like think logically and to like, you know, filter out sort of things that sound really good but probably aren't true. Maybe this is just like, you know, maybe this is me just being weak brained, but there you have it. Correlation is not causation, though. Correlation just because is not causation, and again, you're completely right. They caused it. You're completely right. Again, I just, I, hmm. There are plenty of things that have happened coincidentally for me where I'm like, ah, so, but I had nothing to do with it. Things that happened to be very convenient that worked out perfectly for no reason. I saw the again. You're completely right, but what a lame synchronicity. The thought experiment that, that I, or not even thought experiment, but just the sort of ex example I saw that sort of addressed the coincidences. It, the, 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 there was a real case of a guy who was hit by lightning three times during his life. That's not what killed him, but I can't imagine it helped. And then when he died, his, his tombstone was hit by lightning again. And so you can conclude either Zeus is using this dude as target practice, or you, you can say, okay, lightning's hitting the earth 40, 50 times a second. The odds of this not happening are greater than it happening. And like chalk it up to that. Again, you're all that, right. This is just the way my brain works. That reminds me of that woman, and I can't remember her name, who was on three different famous ships that sunk, including the Titanic. Yes. Oh, it was like Annie yes. something. I yeah, it was like a really there old was guy. her. Yeah. There was the guy who sur who survived both uh, nuclear bombs in Japan. Yep. Like like Hiroshima's hit. He fled to Nagasaki, and then you know. Nagasaki. Again, yeah. truth, truth is stranger than fiction. He lived. Just, he died in like the 90s. I cannot convince myself to believe otherwise. And again, maybe that just shows that I am of weak mental, mental constitution. Well, I've always wondered this about myself, and it's a little bit scary. It's not something I really wanted to explore. But like, am I sufficiently clever to talk myself into believing something I don't believe otherwise? Like, Interesting. I, I don't really want to try, but... I mean, I know this isn't true, but I choose to believe that the United States government was going to hire Stanley Kubrick to fake the moon landing, but Kubrick, being the stickler that he was, insisted they shoot on location, so they just went ahead with the space program. Can't prove that wasn't... And like, I know that's not true. I know that is 100% not what happened, but God, isn't it more fun to believe that it, that, that yeah. was the case? See, here's the thing, though. <laughs> oh, come on. I can't help it. This is the way my brain works, right? I know. But when you insist on believing a conspiracy theory that has no evidence behind it, at that point, what separates you from 9-11 truthers or people who claim the election was stolen? I don't know. The fact that I'm not a dick? The yeah, I'm just saying, right? Like, it's, it's the same thing. It's just a different conspiracy. And so I... I wouldn't let myself believe a conspiracy that doesn't have evidence because I don't want to encourage, I guess, or in any way validate their. No, and it's not even like like I would I would say I believe it. I I would want to convince myself, like like legitimately convince myself. And the thing is, for the people who actually do believe in like like wild conspiracy theories. They're not dumb people. I don't know if you've seen the Flat Earth documentary oh, on Netflix. Yeah, and it's really funny, right? It's so funny. But at the end, 
they prove that the earth is round like which is also funny like like that like they accidentally disproved their whole theory but one they are intellectually curious enough that they said that they're doing real experiments and they're real experiments because they're proving the truth like like they're smart enough to know how to prove that the earth is curved and like no actually this is really funny and again synchronicity um, I was listening to an episode of Glass Podcast today where they were talking about this guy who was a veteran. I can't remember of which conflict, but he became a huge name in the like flat Earth conspiracy circle because the government had lied to him before. Yeah. So is that and also again just on the Princess Diana thing, the fact that she like gave a letter to her former butler that said. I'm afraid I'm going to, like, in quotes, like, have a, like, car accident soon. I, the fact that that letter exists makes me suspicious. That's gonna be my, like, my one kind of, like, hard point of quote-unquote evidence that I can cling to. The fact that that letter was ever written, was ever given to somebody for safekeeping makes me fucking suspicious thank you for coming to my ted talk please judge me but as you see fit but even that yeah like <laughs> i mean she could have written that simply because like she knew that the family hated her and she was worried for her life but also she had a higher likelihood of a car accident like just a real regular car accident from like what was going on at the time and being chased by paparazzi and all that in quotes because she was she was putting it in quotes and saying like oh yeah i'm afraid of them but that doesn't mean just because she was afraid of them and then she died in a car accident doesn't mean the two were linked it's because also at the same time there was a correlation where the danger for her was increasing just because of the way her life was going but she was also getting more afraid of them because of that you're right shut up <laughs> this is this is the problem. I am a researcher for a living. I know. I cannot make a single statement in any of my papers without mountains of facts, and I have to word things very carefully. I think it's funny that you and I have our Venn di the Venn diagrams that that the Venn diagram that is our friendship. The the part that converges is so very vast, but the parts that don't. <laughs> Possibly even vaster. Yeah. Fascinating. And they show up in such unexpected ways. Like conspiracy theories? Well, no, like when I was doing my little presentation on fanfiction, and you not being a person who is into fan content, but I said a fanfiction trope that I really liked, and you were actually into the same trope in fiction. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, didn't see that one coming, but that's lovely. Star Trek related. Always into Trek related. But yeah. Just those little things I find interesting about the fact that we are as close as we are, but so very different in so many ways. Very true. Isn't life funny? Um, yeah, so that's my TED Talk. Um, again, judge me as you see fit. I won't... Honestly, any assessments you make of, of me based on this, entirely fair. I will accept any and all judgments with humility and grace. Thank you for listening. Finger guns. <laughs> I don't know, man. Please, feel free to rip me to shreds. I can see you wanting to do it.
No, you just said you would accept with humility and grace, but you called me a dick earlier. But so. that's the, I can't that's the reason. Anything in response to either of you because it's just going to be something mean, and that's exactly what I said I wouldn't do. Listen, I'm mean. That's why I wasn't going to say anything, but you said something about the face I was making, so I had to. You're not very good at keeping your thought at keeping your thoughts unreadable. I can if I choose to. Okay, so I'm not choosing not. You know what? That's fair. The fact that you're choosing not to is entirely fair. <laughs> it um, makes for more entertaining visuals. This is very true. That's my last talking point, and frankly, I'm perfectly comfortable ending the podcast um, with me looking stupid. Because I mean, honestly, I do that every day of my life. You can do um, um, a vaccine PSA because today I got my second COVID booster <laughs> and my flu shot. Hell yes, Queen. Both of my arms hurt really badly. Ooh, ouchie, yeah, I have to do that soon. I have to do that soon. I have just had, as I said before, an incredibly busy week. Yeah. Yeah, I went to, to Walgreens, so I get their lovely red band-aids that have W's on them, although they put this upside down, so it's an M. Oh, rip. I remember when I went to one of the, like, big mass vaccine sites, I got a band-aid that had a tie-dye heart on it, so that was kind of cool. I was here for that. Although I would much prefer, like, a Pokemon or a Star Wars band-aid, but again, that's just me. Yeah, they really should invest in more fun band-aids. I wonder if they give them to the kids. Probably not. I don't know. Hmm. Although the the nurse who gave me the vaccines had, like, one of those giant bags of Tootsie Pops back there, and I was like, "Mm, you're not going to offer me one of those, are you? Uh, You didn't get one, did you? I didn't. I have them in some of my office. Oh, no, I know. But it's it's the principle. (laughs) I was like... I was brave. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. I just sat here and let you jab me with a couple needles and no, say I anything. I didn't even get a sticker after I had to go in for rabies shots and literally get four injections at once. I got nothing. Unbelievable. Cool. Cool. I would agree. I was not a fan. Yeah. And then I went home and took off the boring band-aids they gave me and put pokemon band-aids on so i had one on like one on each leg and one on each arm because i was like if i'm walking around like this it's gonna be with fucking pokemon band-aids and it was it's more fun it is it's another way to decorate your body i'm here for it yeah any concluding thoughts from anyone (laughs) i still feel like i'm not fully recovered from the weekend so i'm a little like Honestly, that's fair. That is entirely fair. I can most certainly see how that would be the case. Mm-hmm. Especially because I crossed the finish line and then drank two beers. So that was... Nice. <laughs> how did those feel? Oh, they were so good. Hell yeah. So good. Great pictures of me sitting there drinking. I love that for you. Oh my god, wait, you have to share those with us. That's not so fun. Yeah, I've got lots of pictures and videos. Uh, Put them videos. in uh, the Google Drive. There's a lot of them. I want to see them. If you look that video I sent you guys yesterday, the reel on Instagram, she's posted a couple things. Oh, hell yeah, sweet. I will go back to that account then. Um, yeah. I don't think we have anything insanely special coming up in podcast future. Our 100th episode is slowly approaching, and we're yeah. attempting to put something together for that that's extra special, but... 
We'll see. We'll find out. Hopefully, think. Hopefully, we'll be able to throw something together. Fingers crossed. Um, but in the immediate future, I think we're just gonna keep on keeping on. Sounds great. All right. So as always, thank you for fighting with us, friends. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we'll be back again to hang out with you next week. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.